Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Well, a very good Saturday morning to you. It's just after 8 o'clock. Yes, it's me. We're back. It's Drive Time Radio. I'm your uh, car talking friend. New York Vinny, and for the next hour, we are going to talk a lot about cars because that's what the show is about. Uh, cars, new cars, old cars, antique cars, fun cars, transportation cars, electric cars. We love electric cars. We we are we are all for not like many uh, reviewers and people who were in the car industry go pshaw pshaw electric cars. No 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 no. We embrace. Uh, the electric car here. We embrace the we embrace all kinds of cars, uh, but you know we see the future, and the future is electric. Uh, no matter how you slice it and dice it, actually the future is many different things. Uh, but for the foreseeable future, uh, the future will be us back here eight o'clock every Saturday morning, along with Nathan. Hello, Nathan. How are you? Good morning, Vinny, and welcome back. Oh, it's so good to be back, Pally. I missed you. I missed you too. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's been a, a long. I was looking at you know the last cartoon we played, and it was Peterbilt Sleigh. So last time you did your show was just before the end of the new year. Or yeah, before well, the you know, beginning we, of the, the end yeah, of last yeah. year. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, because I was working on the um, I was working on the end of the year show, which never got completed. But uh, you know, a combination of and I know people are going to ask, why, where were you, what you do? Um, I'd like to make some exotic excuse. I was off on an African uh, 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 nature hunt or something, a nature walk. I, hunt, I wouldn't hunt. I mean, I mean, you know, if you like to hunt, God bless you. But I don't know. I couldn't, unless unless something was looking to eat me, I couldn't shoot it. You know, I, I mean, telling, I could shoot it if it's, you know. I was telling people you were driving a new interstellar car and accidentally ended up in Mars. So we were trying to get you back. Had to send out a spaceship to get you. So it took three months to go to Mars and back. And did people believe that? Some people did. Uh, okay. Well, I know we have a lot of the, you know, on this radio station, we have a lot of the, you know, uh, what do you call them? Uh, I call them woo-woo shows, but they're, you know, metaphysical and and, and predicting it's based in this and that and the other thing, uh, you know, which is uh, diff- different thinking than, conventional and who's to say that they're right or wrong uh i actually uh, do believe in some of that stuff and have been to places that uh espouse it if nothing else it's fun and who knows sometimes in the you find things that you're looking for in the place you least expect to find it you never know the ceo of tesla is trying to get man to mars and back or her humanity to mars and back i should say well, yeah, all the rich guys are trying to get off of this planet. You kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, think about it. You know, Branson, uh, Bezos, and Musk are all trying to get off the planet. Uh, and and I think they see the handwriting on the wall. So they're going to figure out they'll go to Mars and set things up for everybody. I don't know how that's going to work, but uh, I don't think I'll be around to see it. But. Who knows? You know, uh, you come back, uh, if you believe in reincarnation, you may come back in, you know, 30 years, 40 years, and there'll be colonies on Mars. But you know what? We used to think that about the moon, too. We thought by 2020, you know, 2020, that there, you know, you'd go up to the moon for a vacation. You know, that would be like Miami Beach without the water. And uh, that hasn't come to fruition either. I think we got to solve our problems here. Uh, before we start screwing up somebody else's planet. Well, anyway, we have a car show to do, right? <laughs> yes, we do. Well, we're talking the owner of Tesla, and that's something. Yeah, to do we do cars. have that going on yeah. there. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, we uh, we have a show planned for you today, par excellence. We will. Uh, we have a car, the cartoon is back, and we'll uh, pay special tribute to St. Patrick's Day. And we will also uh, give a, uh, uh, a a little bit more of an in-depth review. If you've been following me along on Facebook, and I've been posting on Facebook. Anyway, the reason I was gone is I had some health problems and things like that. And uh, But uh, I'm, I'm on the upswing, and I'm back. 
and it feels good. And I got to thank, um, you know, I got to thank my sister who is a rock in my life, uh, just uh, for encouragement and so much more. She really, uh, you know, I can't, I don't have the words to, and that's odd for me. I don't have the words to tell you how important she is to me and to you and this show and uh, to keep it, uh, to keep it going and to, to just get me going. Uh, you know, when you, it, it's just great to have somebody in your life that when uh, stuff hits the fan, you can actually uh, spend a minute talking to and say, oh, man, what am I, you know. And uh, my good friend Keith Slater, who also, uh, this show would not be here without him. And uh, and, and other people, too, who just uh, take such a part in this show behind the scenes as uh, producers and people who uh, want to make sure that the show is uh, stays on the air. My good friend George Jackson is another one. So I want to get those people acknowledged right up at the top of things, because without them, uh, this wouldn't be happening. We hope to, in the future now, uh, have a little more advertising, have some more people that will um, contribute to the show. We're going to set up a Patreon page to, uh, and then if you like the show, you'll be able to pay a few bucks a month and uh, get some inside information, be able to consult me about car buying, about things that are going on in the automotive world. Uh, it'll be affordable. It'll be inexpensive. And it will help keep the show on the air uh, because there are expenses involved in doing this show. And I think that, uh, you know, sometimes you, you just have to put your hand out. So, so we will put up a Patreon page. Uh, that will be uh, up and running by uh, this week coming, and you'll be able to participate there. We'll have more details on that next week. And if you watch my Facebook, my Twitter, uh, my Instagram feeds, you'll also be able to find out things that are going on during the week, as well as uh, keep an eye on what I'm driving. Uh, the Yo Vinny, what are you driving this week um, segment has become extremely popular. It really gets more people looking at it than, uh, than the regular drive time, uh, segment. So, but it's a, it's a piece, you know, the, the one question I've been asked for so long is, uh, you know, because people know I drive a different car every week for work. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Um, and so what we did is, uh, we made a segment out of that and, uh, Nate that always uh, voices it. And we also put uh, a mini review uh, that sometimes you can find on the Costco Auto Program um, website as well, or their, their, their feeds, uh, to give you a short synopsis of what I'm driving this week. Not a complete review, but just some initial thoughts on the particular car that I'm uh, driving this week. And it's, it's a fun endeavor. I love to do it. Uh, I love to stretch out my writing skills a little bit. So you'll find that uh, there. Uh, there'll be some other stuff that you will get on my YouTube channel that will only be available to you if you're a patron. Uh, because that's how we got to raise some money to keep the show going. So I appreciate that. And also, if you are a business that wants to reach people, uh, from an automotive angle, if you are a business, uh, an event that's coming up that wants to advertise, uh, give us uh, a holler. Let us know. Send us an email at Vinny at drivetime-radio.com, and we'll be able to, uh, to get your event publicity, uh, both in social media and on uh, on our radio show here on KKNW, which, uh, uh, by the way, I also want to thank the uh, staff at KKNW, by the way, for uh, being so good about getting this show uh, back on the air. Uh, just uh, Nathan is representative of the kind of people uh, that are at KKNW that work with you, that want to keep the show on the air, that, that realize um, the value of having me yakking here on um Saturday morning is really nothing, but <laughs> they like the show anyway. Maybe they're into cars as much as I am. So anyway, that's my little spiel for the morning. And most of all, though, I appreciate all of you that are listening. 
uh, you know, it'd be senseless to do a show if you weren't listening. But I'm going into March 29th will be my 30th year, uh, the beginning of my 30th year in, um, uh, since I got to Seattle. Now, yes, I was gone for 10 years in Pittsburgh, but uh, it, it, it also will be later this year, the 30th anniversary of Drive Time. We started doing it, Michael Knight and I, back on KJR, uh, back in the wild woolly days. And uh, we... Uh, it's been an unbelievable blast. I'm the you know, luckiest guy in the world. I, I drive a new car most every week. It's pretty wild, if you think about it. It's a pretty crazy, crazy thing. Most people don't believe it uh, when you say, well, what do you do? Well, you know, I drive a new car every week. Um, but I do, and I bring uh, the results of that drive, uh, my thoughts about that drive, to you, it's, what it's also done, too, is it's really helped me to help people buy cars. Uh, it's, it's really, you know, so many people don't like the experience of buying a car. They feel intimidated when they walk into a dealer. Uh, they feel, uh, you know, so many different things when they walk into a dealership. Uh, but we have, over the, uh, over the years, uh, connected with some great dealers and great people to buy cars from. And, um, you know, I, I think if you go into an auto dealer that is uh, on the up and up and you're looking for a fair deal, in, in many of them, you're going to get that. There are going to be the ones that, let's face it, uh, are going to take advantage of a situation like one has this uh, or, or several have uh, in different states over the uh, pandemic. Uh, but we're starting to see that um, that people are, you know, wising up to that. They're wising up to the uh, to the tricks and the stuff like that. And there's there's you know several ways out there that you can educate yourself to uh, you know to be on. I don't think you're ever going to be on equal footing with the car dealer because they sell how many cars a month? They go through it all the time, but to be informed, to be knowledgeable, and to walk into a car dealer when you want to buy a car, uh, having an idea of what you want and having an idea of what you can afford realistically. Uh, the one product of the pandemic that has been sad is that uh, people without, especially when they got their, uh, their checks, uh, and bought cars that they couldn't afford. They went out and they bought cars that, you know, uh, spread payments over 84 months. The car wasn't going to last 84 months. But by doing that, uh, they gave themselves a ridiculously high car payment, even though it was lower than the two or three year uh, loan. And now that's coming home to roost because there are banks that dealt in these loans uh, that are seeing the default numbers rise. And people who want to go out and um, if you're in the car repossession business right now, you're probably doing pretty well because there's a lot of people defaulting on, uh, on their car loans. Um, uh, my best advice always with that is to call a bank, call the institution that you get your car loan from and try to work something out. They don't want your car. They would rather have your cash. They would rather work something out with you to keep you in that car and uh, to get them what they need to get uh, for to continue the loan. So if you get into that situation, and listen, I've done this many times, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, the thing to do is to pick up the phone, send them an email, talk to somebody, and say, how do we work this out? And then make a deal with the, uh, with the bank. Don't be embarrassed about it. It's a car. It's a bank. It's you. It happens. Stuff happens. People buy things that they either have big eyes for or they can't afford or they shouldn't buy, whatever reason. I'm not here to judge that. I'm here to try to help you uh, in any way I can, um, you know, navigate 
that that course, and and, uh, and there are uh, certain people that are on the uh, internet on YouTube that do a great job of this. I watch a ton of YouTube about cars, and it's just a um, you know, it's a it's a great eye opening world out there uh, right now with cars. But the the big story, the big thing that's going on, is people um, that have bought cars that they really couldn't afford are now scratching their head going, what do I do? I can't lose my car. Uh, I have to go to work. If without this car, I don't have any hope of getting to work. And again, I say to you that the, the best thing you can do is to call up the company uh, that you have your loan with and say, help. I need help. And like I say, most of the time, they're going to try to help you. They want to keep you in the car. They don't want your car. Uh, there's nobody sitting at the bank going, uh, we can get this uh, 92 Oldsmobile Aurora from this guy. Oh, yeah, let's go out and repossess that thing. No, it don't work like that. Uh, the auctions are overloaded with uh, used cars and uh, different, you know, all kinds of segments. And from people who just let it go, said, I'm not going to pay it. You know, I, I can't pay it anymore. Uh, so. Not only do they get a uh, a blemish on their credit record, but uh, they also don't have a card, and they got to go out and buy a you know a cheap used car or or borrow a cousin's car or something like that. Where does that leave them? Not in a good place. So I strongly suggest that. Uh, and as I say, if uh, you're in the market to buy a car, or you're intimidated by it, or you need some advice. Uh, you can always email me, always go on my social media channel, uh, channels. Uh, I am, am pretty good. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm pretty good about answering people back. And uh, I love to hear from listeners and people that I can feel like I'm helping. And, I, and let's face it, I know the resources to go to to try to uh, point you in the right direction. And um, some people that have been doing a great job with that is the folks from Car Edge, uh, Ray and Zach and their team. And we will have them on. We had them on last year, and we will have them on again in the near future. Uh, but they have a wealth of information on their website, which for the most part is free. I mean, if you want some of the better services, you got to, you know, go in and uh, and, and, and pay uh, to join their community, but uh, still, the amount of information that they have for free is uh, is pretty good, and um, we will have them on. Uh, another uh, group of people I'm trying to get on for a future show in a not-too-distant future is um, the folks from uh, RV Miles, which is a podcast that um, that covers RVing, uh, as good as anybody I've seen. They do a great job. It's a husband and wife team. Uh, and uh, they do a great job of covering and giving you real information about RVs. And if you're thinking about buying an RV or you have one and you want to be more informed, uh, uh, Jason and Abby, I believe it's Jason and Abby, do a great job of doing that. So that's another thing that uh, we can look forward to in the weeks to come as we'll talk to them about uh, RVs and about, uh, you know, just just where that, uh, that hobby, that sport, that lifestyle is going. You know, it exploded two years ago uh, or three years ago with the pandemic just blew up. And now they're starting to see a leveling off. Uh, but... Still, when you go to campgrounds, they're full. As a matter of fact, they're doing a trip. This uh, They're in the middle of it now, going from uh, Baja, California, which is a place where a lot of RV people go in the winter uh, down in Mexico, all the way up the West Coast. I think they're going all the way to Alaska. So we'll check in with them and, and try to... Uh, you know, get a get a some reports from them on the RV lifestyle because I know a lot of people like that. Whether you take the RV to go to a Husky game or a Cougar game, or you go camping in it, you know, out in the uh, out in the mountains uh, in Idaho, people enjoy that. 
And uh, I think that's a, a part of what, you know, what we do. I don't own an RV. I would like to, uh, I, I, I did one of my greatest vacations with my daughter in an RV. We took a trip across Canada and it was a great trip. And who knows, maybe the next time we go to Graceland, we'll do it uh, by RV instead of uh, flying there because flying doesn't look comfortable these days. It's uh, <laughs> just the, the plain fact of the matter. So another thing that we are going to endeavor to do is uh, start to take phone calls as well. Uh, that'll come in the future as soon as we set that up. We want to uh, be able to talk to you. Uh, when I listen to talk radio today, I don't hear people on anymore. I hear people reading Twitter feeds and stuff like that. Now, uh, my job, my, my joy in life is to talk to you, is to hear your voice and to have you interact uh, on the show. Uh, I've always been like that with my shows, and it surprises me how many people don't take phone calls now. Uh, uh, the, you know, do you think that little of the American people that you don't take phone calls? You don't think they're intelligent enough to be on your show if you're doing that? You're wrong, pal. You're absolutely wrong. All right, a couple of things, and then we'll get to Yo Vinny. Um, there are a number of things that obviously went on, and I can't back them all up, but one story that I saw I put up on my Facebook yesterday uh, in stuff that you have to know is that uh, Bruce Springsteen, and I know that there's a lot of um, pushback against Springsteen. I had to be convinced to go to a show in Portland uh, because of his the ticket policies and the attitude that they had after it. It was, it was really kind of, uh, kind of pissy and I didn't particularly like it, but sometimes like with many things that you have to do, you have to separate the person from the music. Uh, many times in life you, you're faced with that conundrum of which one, you know, which, do I still continue to listen to this guy because he did something I don't like? Um, and I guess the, uh, you know, the bottom line is uh, if I don't go to one of his shows, it's the last time I'm going to see I've been a lifelong fan. And so I went to the show down in Portland and we drove down there. Uh, matter of fact, what did I drive down there? Oh, the, the uh, Honda uh, the new Honda uh, Pilot Trail uh, Sport, which was an incredible vehicle. And we'll have a future review coming up about that. But that Honda Trail Sport was something else. Anyway, so Springsteen, many years ago, um, gave his recording engineer a 69 Chevelle. But at 396, you may remember the song, Racing in the Street, and the lyrics start out, I got a 69 Chevy with a 396, fuely heads and a floor on the floor. Well, this is the car. Uh, I don't know if this is the car Springsteen wrote about in particular, but this car uh, was given by Bruce Springsteen. He, He owned this car from 81 to 87. And uh, then he gave the car to Toby Scott, who was one of his recording guys. And it's a, uh, it appears to be in, in fine condition, uh, a, uh, a 69 SS396 convertible with a 396, a four on the floor. Uh, looks like Krager or American racing mag wheels. Uh, beefed up suspension, a nice rake to it. You know, it kind of sits low in the front, high in the back, like the, uh, the cars of yesteryear. It's a it's a beautiful blue color, uh, which was a, a really big popular color in uh, 69, uh, 68 and 69, and uh, a white interior. 
with um, all the stuff. The body's Le Mans blue is the color. It looks really uh, uh, spectacular. I mean, this car looks clean as a whistle. Uh, no uh, scratches in the, in the um, interior or anything like that. Just looks like a, uh, uh, you know, a, a pretty uh, pretty cool car. Uh, I don't know what the price is going to be because it's going to be uh, on the uh, Meekum Auctions Indianapolis event coming up in uh, in May, I believe. Uh, but it's listed as a main attraction. Uh, a period radio, radio has been installed. It's not hooked up. Uh, they are Krager SS with BF Goodrich TA radials. You can't get more 1969 than that. Uh, they restored the car. It was painted midnight black on, when Bruce owned it, but they turned it back to Le Mans blue, which was the original color. There's a signed letter from Bruce Springsteen um, uh, regarding his ownership of the car. And uh, let's see if there's anything else. This car was also on display um, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland back in August of 2020. It was um, displayed with the surfboard that Bruce would put in the back when going to the beach in New Jersey. So they did a, a, what they call a rotisserie rotation, which means everything was uh, taken off of this car, fixed, replaced, cleaned, or, um, you know, or, or taken care of. And it's a gorgeous car. Gorgeous, gorgeous car. I mean, I don't care so much that it's Bruce Springsteen's car. It's just a beautiful, beautiful car. And it's, um, like I say, you go to uh, Meekum.com and you look. It's lot number R505 for Indianapolis 2023. The auction happens May 12th to the 20th. And uh, again, it, this is uh, Bruce Springsteen's 69 Chevelle. And you, um, if you got some money, this would be a neat car. And you know what's nice? You know, people aren't going to know that it's Bruce Springsteen's car unless you tell them something. You just want to buy it and drive it for the heck of it. But you got to know that there's going to be some psychopathic Springsteen fan that's good, you know, that has a lot of money and made tons of money in uh, selling hot dogs at the beach or whatever. And it's going to say, this is a car I want. I want to hand this car down to my kids. And so they'll be able to, they'll be able to buy it. I'll be interested and we'll keep you posted on what it uh, is going for or what it goes for uh, when it's sold. Um, or uh, doesn't uh, say when, what day that, uh, that car is going to go off, but it's a featured, it's a featured car. So who knows when, um, I'm just trying to quickly look and see it's lot number. As I said, R505, uh, Mika has some great cars that, uh, are, uh, going off at auction, including a car that, uh, a car that I once owned. Uh, I'm not the exact car, but uh, a, a nice uh, 1965 Chevelle SS. Uh, just, a, just the original SS, Chevelle SS. And what a great car it was. I remember that car, man. That was just a, that was a blast of a car. Anyway, enough about me. So, all right, tell you what we'll do. We'll take a quick break here. We'll come back and uh, we'll find out what I've been driving this week. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, we got a cartoon coming up for you as well as our road test, uh, our radio road test of the week. So thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, you'll never know how much I appreciate it. I feel like we have a lot of friends uh, of this show and uh, 
it, it, it feels good that still that some people still like to listen to me after 30 years here in Seattle. All right, take a quick break, come back, and then uh, we get into Yo Vinny uh, when we head back. Right here on Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny on uh, 1150 KKNW. It's new. It's new. It's new. The new, new 62 Lark by Studebaker. With big car comfort at compact prices. New. Highest, widest doors of all. New, big, sofa-soft, deep padded seats. New, thick, rich pile rugs and flat flush floors with no trip over sill. New, lock limousine, stretch out room, big car comfort at a compact price. New, giant lock trunks, almost 17 cubic feet of cargo space. New, Big 15-inch wheels give you new riding comfort and surprise. New fresh styling in the big, wide, wonderful line of Larks from Studebaker. Two new Lark Daytonas, America's newest action car in hardtop and convertible styles. With bucket seats, very sporty. A companion console compartment, very spiffy. Available too, four-speed transmission for exhilarating performance. Now enter. The most luxurious car you'll find in the compact price range. The Lark Cruiser. More room and luxury than you'll find in most cars. Here's the new 62 Lark Hardtop with sliding sunroof. Available on all Lark sedans and hardtops. Simply beautiful. Just peek inside. Look at these big, loungy limousine seats and thick pile rugs. Here's the new Lark Convertible. All dialed up with new 62 styling. There's big wagon room in the new 62 lock wagon, too. Look at that enormous cargo space. Please be sure to see and test drive all the exciting new 62 locks at your Studebaker dealer with big car comfort at compact prices. And remember, they're endurance built by Studebaker. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. All right, back with you on Drive Time Radio. It's a Saturday morning. It's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. Thank you so much for listening to our little radio program. Uh, we uh, always enjoy uh, spending time talking to you and um, getting an idea of uh, what you're thinking and uh, and talking about out there with cars. By the way, if you're not doing anything this morning, you want to look at a bunch of groovy cars, it's looks like it's going to be a really nice day out there today. Uh, they say it might get up to 60 degrees, 70 degrees maybe. A perfect morning to go down and see our friends at Shore at uh, Shoreline Cars and Coffee uh, right there on uh, Westminster and uh, 145th in the big uh, big shopping center there. Uh, they have a, a great crowd. It's a great bunch of people that shows up uh, for these events. We'll be out there live in a few weeks. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just, it's a, it's a cool thing because you sit around, you drink coffee and you talk to, uh, other car people. And even if you're not a car person, uh, take a little kid to a car show and watch their eyes light up when they, you know, they walk around and they look at, uh, at uh, different cars. I mean, I guess you could take them to a, a truck show and they do about the same thing. Uh, but it's, I always get a kick out of seeing, uh, the kids that go to these things and, uh, and, and, and start to gain a love of automobiles and, uh, cars. That's the future of the sport that, uh, we call, uh, you know, automotive aficionado, uh, just because cars aren't going to be gasoline, uh, powered or or not all of them will be there'll be uh i think people are still gonna groove on cars they're still gonna look at cars they're still gonna uh enjoy um the automotive lifestyle as i like to uh as i like to to say talk about all right uh nathan usually has a line somewhere in this uh, point in the show. So, Nathan, why don't you ask me that magic question? You know, I think we need to change it around this week. It should be, yo, Vinny, what have you been driving all this time? I like that. Oh, do you want me to to, to uh, reconnoiter on exactly us, what I've been driving? 
12 weeks worth of vehicles. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, if you want that, you can certainly go to our Facebook page because we have a, a Facebook page that says, Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? And I'm very good about putting a picture of that particular car up on with a, with a fairly long description of the car up on Facebook. And then I, you know, cross reference it to Twitter and um, what's the other one? Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I, um, you know, if, if you want to know all, all 12 cars I was driving, I drove some really intense cars. One of them we're going to review a little later in the show, the uh, Audi RS3, which would make you throw away your Mazda, um, you know, your little Mazda in like a, in like a flesh, except for the price tag. I would in uh, doubt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this week I am driving, you know, believe it or not, I have wanted to drive this car and have not been able to get my hands on one for a considerable amount of time. And, and it's so simple because it's a very popular car matter of fact it's one of the most popular cars in america but i guess they were selling so many of them that they didn't have a lot of them in the press free fleet but um the toyota corolla 2023 toyota corolla xse hatchback now i've been a corolla fan for a long time it's a great car it is truly a car that anybody can drive uh, anybody uh, can enjoy. They, you know, the design is easy on the eyes. I love the hatchback aspect of it. I love the fact that it has some guts to it, and that it has some um, some real pop to it. Uh, I love the reliability of it. Uh, you know, these these Toyota Corollas are bulletproof. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's, there's really nothing you can do to stop them. I see them with 200, 300, 400,000 miles on them uh, with, with no sweat. As long as you change the oil and maintain the car, you're going to be okay. Um, it also has uh, a surprisingly nice, when you slip it into sport, a surprisingly nice demeanor on, uh, you know, curvy roads and, you know, when you're going up, uh, let's say, instead of taking I-5 like many people do, I always switch over and take 9 uh, because it's a beautiful scenic route. It's a little slower, I know, but I love going that way. And there's nice curves in the road, especially more north you go. Uh, and this car handles the curves. It uh, The only drawback to this car, really, is that the rear seat is cramped. It's a little tight back there. I'm a big guy. I wouldn't suggest taking a trip if you're a big guy in the back seat of this car. But the front seat, very comfortable, extremely comfortable. And uh, it's it's a car that, uh, as I said, it works for a family. It works for uh, an individual. It's a, it's a great car. The seats fold down so you can put a, a chunk of stuff in the back. You take that trip to Home Depot, take that trip to Costco, and fit it all in the back of uh, of this vehicle. And you get all of that with 36 miles per gallon average. Not bad for uh, um, uh, you know a, a little family car. Very intuitive controls. Has all kinds of safety equipment. Toyota, probably one of the safest cars you can buy out there. And um, it uh, it's just a, a solid, solid vehicle. And, uh, you know, you get, uh, I don't know, the, the one I'm driving is red and black. It's got a nice two-tone, nice little rake to it. Easy accessibility from the hatchback, from the rear doors. Like I say, the only thing is the rear seat, a bit cramped. But you give a little, you get a little. You get the front seats are very, very, very comfortable on a long trip. And uh, this uh, Corolla hatchback HSE goes for, uh, I think the one I'm driving is in the high 20s, 28, I think, 
is the particular model I'm driving. Like I said, it gets about 36 miles per gallon. And uh, that's not a bad price these days, to be honest with you. So the Toyota Corolla hatchback, that's the Yo Vinny, what are you driving this week? Look at the Facebook page. We'll have it up on there, as well as a complete listing of all the cars that I drove over the past 12 weeks. All right, Nathan, what do you say we uh, have a little traveling music? It's been a while since we uh, since we did this, but uh, our cartoon this week uh, pays tribute to the holiday just passed. If you have a hangover this morning because you were out on St. Patty's Day, shame on you. But here's a nice little Irish tune for you about an Irish jaunting car. There you go, the Irish jaunting car. That's a snappy little tune. Now, I know probably some of you of Irish descent are going to say, well, wait a second. Isn't a jaunting car pulled by a horse? And uh, yes, it is, but they're still in uh, in slang. Uh, the jaunting car is still used in Ireland. That was Leo McCaffrey uh, done in the early 70s. Um, it's uh, from Leo McCaffrey's Ireland's Greatest Hits on uh, RCA Records, and uh, it's Irish Jaunting Car, and I think it's uh, only fitting that we play it on the day after St. Patty's Day. So there you go. All right, some news from Ford uh, that uh, has come out that I think is kind of interesting, kind of fun. It appears that Ford, according to many, many uh, YouTube people, who seem to be plugged into uh, the car stuff uh, pretty well. Uh, but according to many of those uh, people, uh, Ford is going to resurrect the Ranchero as a small pickup truck. So smaller than the Maverick, uh, they seem to like resurrecting names of old cars uh, in their line. Uh, we have a Bronco now. We have, uh, you know, the Maverick. Uh, so they're going to come out with something a little smaller than the Maverick uh, and compete with, um, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it's so funny to me. Three years ago, you couldn't get anybody to say that they wanted a, a small pickup truck, except for people that were buying pickup trucks because they would go into the dealer and see these huge monstrosities and go, oh, man, I live in a condo. I can't park that thing in the garage. And we begged on this show, pleaded on this show for a number of years uh, for manufacturers to develop an urban pickup truck, something that was car-sized, like an El Camino, uh, that was a great idea. It was a family car. You could have four doors. You could take, uh, you know, your kids in it, uh, but also had space in the back. If you had to get plyboard or you had to get, uh, you know, whatever it is that you throw in the back of a pickup truck. It didn't have to be a huge bed, but it had to be something where you could fit some stuff in, a tailgate that you could pull down and sit on and have a picnic on. And uh, Ford responded with the Maverick. Hyundai responded with the uh, Santa Cruz, which is a great vehicle. Uh, The Santa Cruz being more car-like. Uh, than the Maverick, which makes no uh, bones about it being a pickup truck. And uh, both of them have been wildly successful. I mean, you can't get a Ford Maverick until um, I think they're sold out for 2023, if I'm not mistaken. I think you got to order it. Uh, I don't even know if they're taking orders yet for 2024s. But check with your local dealer for that. But you certainly, there's something there. Uh, because people, uh, you know, not just people, I mean, government agencies, people want a smaller pickup truck. Uh, there, there's a lot of people that, you know, drive pickups that I don't want to say are intimidated by a pickup, but they don't need all that, that big, uh, we got a great big convoy kind of deal, you know, that they much more want something that's small, fits into parking spaces, fits into parking garages. They don't have to look up 
through the sunroof to make sure they're not hitting the roof of the parking garage uh, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they want something smaller, something that's easy to park in the city, something that um, doesn't say that I'm wasting the environment, something that says that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little conscious of what's going on in the world. And these pickups fit that, that bill perfectly. I mean, that Maverick pickup was a joy. It was fun to drive. It was small and maneuverable, so you could zip through city traffic with it. You ever try zipping through city traffic with a Silverado? Oh, not easy. I mean, unless you're an experienced, good driver. You know, you try to poof, poof, poof through traffic in a Silverado, and it, it just doesn't work out well. So... I think that uh, one of the uh, one of the smart things to do for these manufacturers is to look at this small truck market, and I think that it's it's um, it's coming uh, much better. I know Chevy is working on one, and you know it's not that they don't have these vehicles; they have them. They're out there. They sell them in other parts of the world. So it's not like GM can't look at their uh, worldwide lineup and say. Oh, this works. And they've done it before. I mean, uh, they brought Opal over here for years. They brought um, a GM I'm talking about, brought Holdens over here, which are Australian cars. They're not made anymore, but uh, they brought those cars over in the guise of uh, Pontiacs and Chevys. Uh, the Holden Ute. Was, was going to be brought over here, which is a small El Camino-like pickup truck. And then Pontiac went belly up in 2009, so they decided, well, we don't have a place for it now. Because Pontiac used to get all the cool stuff. And uh, they stuck a dagger in the heart of Pontiac. So that's something to, uh, that's something to take a look for, the, the new uh, Ranchero uh, that uh, you may see out there in 2024 but uh, it, it looks like looks like uh, this is going to be another huge car for uh, uh, for Ford because again people want the pickup trucks there's a, a, a it, it's become such a uniquely American vehicle that when you see one outside of the United States, you think America, but yet, you know, you go to foreign countries and there's pickup trucks all over the place too, especially uh, agricultural societies. They want a smaller, light pickup truck that they can carry stuff to market with, uh, fruits and stuff like that. All right, that's uh, um, that's what uh, we're going to say about uh, Ford and their pickup trucks and. I think it's probably just about time, Nathan, to um, do a little reviewing. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, Lordy. Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Uh, Is where we put the uh, car that I'm driving this week. And, uh, you know... Nathan asked the question before, what have you been driving all these weeks? And uh, I mean, I drove uh, the Genesis um, G90. Oh, what a car that was. My God, what a beautiful car. The Audi um, convertible, the uh, uh, the SR5 convertible. What a car that, oh my Lord, what a beautiful car. Uh, The new Lexus F-Sport RX500H. Uh, maybe one of the best SUVs, another great SUV, not as expensive, is the uh, 2023 Honda Pilot Trail Sport, uh, which was awesome. But boy, maybe the best car I drove whilst uh, I was gone was the 2022 Audi RS3 sedan with Quattro. I mean, this thing, from the minute you slide behind the wheel, and sit in these specially designed and bolstered seats and you fire up the five yes five cylinder engine you feel the power uh you feel the rumble in this engine you feel greatness 
from the outside, the Audi has the Audi sedan design with tastefully designed lines in the side of this car. Uh, no fat, you know, uh, panels that don't have some kind of bolster or some kind of lining. Very attractively done uh, by Audi. Got to give them a lot of kudos for uh, design on this thing. Uh, interior, again, Audi scores big. It is comfortable. It feels bigger than the car uh, that it's contained in. Uh, and the RS, when you sit behind that wheel, I mean, this car like screams at you. You know, let's go, let's drive. Uh, you'll find that your trips to the deli uh, to pick up some stuff will last hours in this car because it's, it's fun to drive. That's what Audi has put in this car. You know, sometimes you get these sports sedans and they're great cars, but they're, you know, they, they take this a certain amount of, of work it takes to drive them. Uh, the, sport, the RS is a luxury sedan with guts. Uh, you get out on the road with that thing, it'll go zero to 60 in under four seconds, which is uh, spectacular. Quadra one horsepower comes out of this five cylinder engine. And it's probably the last car that this five cylinder is going to be in as Audi increases their electric stuff. But uh, it delivers through a seven speed automatic. And once you get out, it's got a little shifty and put it drive, get on the road and you start using the paddle shifters. It's like you're driving a stick shift. It really is. Uh, you know, you add that to 19 inch Pirelli tires on the thing and this thing is glued to the road. And that same road I was telling you about before with the Corolla, well, it's completely different, unique experience in the RS3 sedan. It is just a, a spectacular vehicle that handles the road. Uh, it can be Clark Kent if you wanted to, but you put that thing in sport mode and the clothes come off, the glasses get thrown away, and uh, it becomes Superman. And it really, as I said in the uh, Yovini, it carves up the back roads with the precision of a master chef's knife set. It really is a spectacular car to drive. If you're in the market for a sports sedan, something that you can drive the kids, the family, the school in, but after you drop them off, you can jump in that thing and get on I-90 and have a little fun. Uh, the 2022 Audi RS3 Quattro sedan is uh, something you got to look at. The one I drove had the technology package, uh, which has all the anti-crash uh, uh, stuff and the pedestrian detection stuff. Sixty-four thousand eight hundred forty-five bucks. Mileage: twenty city, twenty-nine highway, twenty-three combined are the figures. And the A3 uh, is uh, and the RS3 is a top safety pick of the IIHS. I love the fact that Audi still believes in making cars. That's right, cars for people that love cars. And this car is a lot more, not a lot more money than its stock standard. But I'll tell you what, you get in this thing and it goes toe to toe with the Mercedes performance and the BMWs uh, and all of the vehicles that you look at and say, uh, I aspire to that. Drive the Audi. Uh, it really is an experience that every driver should feel. It's recreation and fun and transportation all rolled into one beautiful blue car. All right, that is going to do it for Drive Time Radio for this week. It's great to be back. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. We'll catch up with you next Saturday morning if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a great week.